0: Welcome to Bench on self Love Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self love, and self acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer: Binge on Self Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice, and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hi everybody! Welcome to the Bench on off podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi. I'm back with another episode, and big thanks to you all for stopping by and for tuning in. Before we dive into today's episode, I would like to ask you a huge favor. If you like and enjoy this podcast, please rate it in the app store and subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on YouTube or any other platform where you get your podcasts at. Your support is going to help me grow this podcast and reach more people who may find this podcast helpful. So thank you so much in advance. For today, I thought it would be interesting to have a little more personal chat about how I developed an eating disorder. I want to share my story with you and my experience and think about out loud what I think has led me to developing first anorexia and later on bench eating disorder and show you one of many ways how an eating disorder can develop. The tricky part is that an eating disorder is such a slow and gradual process that you often don't really notice it's there until it's fully developed. And what's interesting actually is that for me Eating disorder has never really been about weight loss and weight, at least not at the very beginning. That and more is coming in this episode, so without further ado, let's get into it. First things first, I want you to remember that my story is just one of many ways how an eating disorder can develop, and that by no means is this the only way how it happens and like the only way how you can develop or somebody else could have developed an eating disorder. We are all different and if we get into the unfortunate position of having an eating disorder, each of us might have experienced it in a different way. The second point I want to make is that the tricky part about an eating disorder is that it comes very like slowly and you don't notice it at first, so looking back at it, And trying to find out why it happened or why you developed an eating disorder can be very, very hard. I recently reflected on my eating disorder journey as I've shared with you in the recent episode. I've kind of spiraled back to the binge eating disorder a little bit. And I therefore spent some time thinking about how did I get to this point and how did it all start? And it's not like I am trying to dwell on the past and spend too much time thinking about what has happened, what has brought me here, because I know it's not going to get me very far, but at the same time I've spent a big part of my life trying to understand myself and trying to understand why did this happen and why I developed an eating disorder or why do I have such a complicated relationship with food. Also, I am aware of the fact that I'll probably never know for sure what has led me to developing an eating disorder. And it's most likely a combination of different factors, not just one thing. But I thought it could be interesting to take you with me on this journey and share with you what I think and what are some of the main reasons that I think I developed an eating disorder. Also, I don't know why do I have such a need to always apologize in advance and justify what I'm about to say. I don't know. Anyway, there are a few things in particular that I feel like were the triggers and things that eventually led me to developing anorexia when I was about when I was around 17, and later on binge eating disorder when I was 19 or 20. Number one, I think. My emotions played the biggest part in all of this. I am a very emotional person and I mean this in a way that I get affected by things more than I probably should. I do give things more thought than I should and more th- more thought than they deserve. And I take everything personally, even though it's not really about me. I've always been a very, very shy kid. I've always had a lot of anxiety and different tics. And I didn't understand myself at all. And my family didn't understand me either or my behavior. And I think this created this feeling that I am weird and that there is something incredibly wrong with me. And I kept thinking about why was I born like this? Or why do I have these different and weird feelings that I don't know how to handle? Why do I feel such a terrible like crippling anxiety inside of me and why do I feel like all these different emotions and why do I have these tics that I don't know how to control? I didn't know at the time that anything like an anxiety even exists or that having tics is a sign of something else than you being a weirdo. I remember I had this very weird period of time when I was like 9 or 10 or something like that when I became so worried that my parents will get divorced, that I was having these anxiety attacks over and over again, and my parents like didn't know what was going on, how did I get to this point? And, and I felt just like overall wrong. And as I get older, I think I've learned to hide my emotions a little more. But you know what happens when you keep things to yourself, It kind of comes back around at you at some point. And it did for me. I I started searching for an escape from those emotions in things like computer games, the internet, YouTube, and later on in food. Either controlling food or binging on different types of food and all of that. So I think that my emotions and my way of handling them or rather not handling them properly played a huge role in me developing an eating disorder. Food became a way for me how to deal with the anxiety because when I wasn't eating, I felt like I had everything under control and I handled the anxiety better. But obviously, the more I've done that, the more the food, and the way I was approaching it became another source of anxiety. Reason number two that I believe played a huge part in me developing an eating disorder is not accepting my body as I grew up. When I was little, I was a very girly girl. I loved playing with my mom's makeup. I loved dressing up. I loved wearing princess dress. My my amazing mom, Sue multiple dresses for me and my friends from different fairy tales, Disney movies and stuff like that. So I could play with my friends and we were each a different character and it was a lot of fun. And I never had a single thought about appearance the way I look the way my body looked the way my the way the body of my friends looked like not a, none of that but as I get older and my body started to get more curves I've gained a bit more weight I got boobs and stuff like that I suddenly became very very uncomfortable one of the reasons why I get so uncomfortable I think were different comments from men on my body and also the fact that my mind was lacking behind my body. I think my body looked like a body of a grown-up woman, but in my mind I still felt more like someone who's not really ready or interested into anything romantic or none of that sort, really. And I think, to be honest, I was overall a little behind and little late in everything. I've got my period late, I've got my first date late and my first kiss and everything pretty late. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I wouldn't change a single thing about that. But it just shows that I wasn't really ready and comfortable to become a woman, if I can say that. And I don't mean that by any definition or any stereotypes. I just think that I was not ready for. I just wasn't ready for my body to change. I didn't love my body, my boobs, my butt, my hips. I wasn't ready for all of that. Actually, I find this to be a super sensitive topic. I think you can tell by the way I talk about it, that it's pretty uncomfortable, but I would love to maybe do a special episode about this if it's something that you would be interested in. So I think this was another reason why I developed anorexia, especially because it was a way how to change my body back into more like kid-like body type, because as I was losing weight, I was also losing the boobs, the butt, the hips, the curves, everything that made my body look differently. And I felt like the less curvy I will be, then the less attention I will get from others, and the less afraid, and the less afraid I will have to be. I haven't had any particular role models in my family that would have an eating disorder I don't think I've encountered anybody who would have an eating disorder I also don't remember anyone calling me fat or anything like that necessarily or having any comments on my weight on my weight in particular it was more like comments about me being a woman my body like being my, my body looking a certain way so this brings me to my next point the next thing that I believe contributed indirectly to my eating disorder and that's being super shy and having no self-confidence obviously having no self-confidence or low self-confidence or being shy doesn't automatically mean that you will have an eating disorder or that you will develop one but in my case it has definitely played its part I've never believed in myself, in my capabilities. I've never aimed at anything in my life. I was more likely just drifting and sailing through life and feeling like I have no control over anything. And I also felt like I don't deserve to even like aim for anything because I was like, this doesn't happen to people like me. This happens to people that are like beautiful and popular and smart and great and loved and not to people like me. And honestly, I've also cared way too much about what other people think or what they will think or what they will say. And to be honest, they didn't really care at all. So it was all more in my head. And until this day, I don't really like to wear clothes that would highlight my chest area, my arms, my butt, my hips or stuff like that. Because I feel like it would draw too much attention if it makes any sense to... My body and to me. If you would see my posture right now, the first thing you would notice is how stooping my posture is. I just try to hide my boobs and the same applies to my butt. The way I stand, I try to like hide both both parts. I try to make myself look as small and as featureless as possible and I feel the most comfortable in clothes like hoodies, shorts, pants. And not because I don't like dresses, I love dresses and skirts and stuff like that. I used to love them and wear them, but I think ever since the binge eating disorder, my body image and the way I perceive myself got even more twisted. So now I really struggle with things to wear. I think before I developed anorexia, at like 15, 16 I didn't really care that much about my appearance, but my biggest fear was drawing attention. I didn't want people to notice me and I didn't and I wanted to just blend in. That changed a little bit after I developed anorexia because as I lost weight, I got more attention from people. And I remember when I was 18 or 19, I had a part-time job in a car wash. And i was cleaning the car interiors before the cars got into sale and i remember i was cleaning the car and i bent over to clean something and there was a dude working there and he said something like oh you got nice boobs and i felt so embarrassing and so uncomfortable and honestly i also felt a bit angry with myself for never really standing up for myself and for not saying anything i just like blushed and my face turned red and I didn't know what to say and I felt so uncomfortable. And until this day, whenever I need to bend over and I wear something that doesn't completely cover my chest, I double check that my boobs are not just hanging out there. (laughs) When it comes to my confidence, I'm one of those people who pluck up the courage to call a dentist for like a month or so. And sometimes I even write down what I want to say because I'm afraid I will panic and forget what I'm about to say. And paradoxically, I feel like my shyness got worse as I got older. And it's not something I'm super proud of. I feel like shyness has a lot to do with how far you let it get. If you go against it and you do things that are out of your comfort zone more... It helps to take away from the shyness in the long term. But if you're like me and you keep avoiding things that are uncomfortable, like calling someone, making an appointment, voicing your opinion, voicing your opinion, standing up for yourself or meeting new people, then it gets worse and worse and you became more and more shy and afraid of even the smallest things. I know it sounds so self-centric and it is. Um, another perfect example is my recent experience. My boyfriend and I went to a local outdoor gym and once we got there, I panicked and I've done literally three shitty squats and then I went home crying because I felt so shy, so embarrassed and stupid. There were like five or six people all minding their business. None of them was looking at me, but I felt like all eyes were on me. And that people must be staring at me and thinking who is this person and and look at her terrible form and stuff like that. So I think that my lack of any kind of self-confidence and self-belief and my extreme shyness have also contributed to me developing an eating disorder. Maybe not directly, but I think they had. And you know, if you constantly feel like you're not enough and like everything is wrong with you, you don't want to draw even more attention to yourself. I think these are the three main points that have contributed to me developing anorexia nervosa at the age of 17-ish. I started seeing a therapist, I would say probably a year later, and I started rec- and I also started recovering from anorexia, but I never truly recovered from my eating disorder, I shifted right into bench eating disorder. but. This time with binge eating disorder, it was all different. And now I am not speaking about the difference between both eating disorders, but about the reasons behind me developing binge eating disorder. First and foremost, I think I've developed binge eating disorder as a consequence of depriving myself and my body for so long. And I think actually many people who are recovering from an eating disorder experience binging, but usually it stops, or they get it under their control after some time. But that was not my case, it was on the contrary. It became my coping mechanism, my way, my go-to way how to deal with anything uncomfortable. Stress, jealousy, fights in family, fights in my relationship, feeling like I'm, I'm not good enough to study at the university, feeling like I suck at work and I suck at everything, and that I'm useless and stuff like that. All of those feelings disappeared for some time when I was binging. They came right back after I ended the binge, but the second reason why I think I've developed a binge eating disorder, or better yet, not necessarily the reason why I developed it, but one of the reasons why it got so bad, is because I am very bad at moderation and balance. Whether that's in terms of food, in terms of work, in terms of procrastination, in terms of exercise, I've mentioned it a couple of times in this podcast, I tend to have the all-or-nothing mindset and attitude. I usually do things to one extreme or to another. I either have a super productive day or I have a day when I procrastinate and I don't do anything else or I either don't eat like anything sweet at all or I eat an entire chocolate ice cream and cookies all in one day. And the same applies to everything. And to be quite honest, that's one of the reasons why I stay away from things like alcohol, coffee, and all these things, because I am afraid I wouldn't be able to find the balance. What is interesting is that The eating disorder to me was never really about the weight loss and weight per se, not until I got fully hit by bench eating disorder. Until then, it was more about feeling in control of myself and my life and later on about feeling somewhat special, not invisible. For the first time in my life, people were noticing me, caring about me and as selfish as it sounds and how much it contradicts everything that i just said i would be lying if i said i didn't like the attention obviously it's not the ideal way how to get people to care about you and it wasn't my intention more like it was more like a secondary outcome of all of that and once binge eating disorder took over me that's when i became more focused on my weight And it was when I became obsessed with losing weight, getting fit, proving myself and proving to everybody around me that I am worth it. And that's when I became obsessed with social media and following different fitness related content. Although I didn't work out myself, I just lived by the imagination that one day this is what I will look like. And that's also where I started to Believe that there is a certain ideal body type that we should all aim for and that binge eating disorder is something that I should feel ashamed of and stuff like that. So that kind of sums up my journey and how I think I've developed an eating disorder. Like I said, I think it was a combination of many things. I believe that many things I don't even realize or remember. I think that the biggest part were the emotions and the way that I didn't really understand myself and the way that I was feeling. Also my extreme shyness and being really uncomfortable and having no self-esteem. And also the fact that I never really accepted my body and that my body changes or changed and will change like forever. And also that there is nothing you need to feel embarrassed of or ashamed of when it comes to you and yourself and your body. I'm not sure if this episode has been anyhow interesting or helpful to you. Let me know. I would love to. L- I would love to learn what you think. You can DM me on Instagram at bingeonselflove or you can send me an email at a n c i at bingeonselflove and definitely let me know what you think or if there is any topic in particular that you would like me to cover the next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay true to yourself and have a great rest of the week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self-Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination and self-acceptance at BingeOnSelfLove.com and on Instagram at BingeOnSelfLove. Talk to you soon. Bye.